0: All right, folks, it's a seven and a half point spread for this game on Saturday between Boston College and Rutgers. On today's show, I'm going to tell you why Th- that spread doesn't matter. BC should win this game easily. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, Locked On Boston College here. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you for making Locked On BC your first listen every day and making us your team every day here on the Locked On Network. On today's show, we're going to look at some reasons why I think BC is going to easily walk away with a win on Saturday, and I'll give you some of my explanations. So let's kick it off. Let's get into this. Let's get into why the Eagles should easily beat Rutgers. First of all, so, going into this game, you listen to the Rutgers fans, and there's many of them out there that have been saying over and over again Max Melton is going to stop Zay Flowers. Max Melton is going to take him out of the game. And once Zay Flowers is out of the game, good luck, Boston College, because our defense is going to smoke you. And they've got, and to be fair, Rutgers has returned quite a bit of talent on that defensive front, backfield. It's the strength of this Rutgers team. However, if if you're under the belief that Melton can single-handedly shut down Zay Flowers, I, I have uh, some rude awakening for you. Now, Melton is a only a sophomore, so he can get better. But if you're basing it off of what he did last year, there's a few things I kind of want to go over. First of all, if you look at who Rutgers played in 2021, they played basically a team and a half that could actually throw the football. And that would be Wake Forest in the bowl game and Maryland who had Tulia to tell the to, to his brother screwing up his name. So you look at the rest of the teams that they played against, and it's a murderer's row of bad passing teams, Temple, Syracuse, Delaware, Northwestern, I- Illinois, w- Wisconsin. Eh, they're not that bad. Indiana, Penn state, and then you had Maryland and Wake Forest. So the last two games were probably the toughest games that he played against. And guess where his lowest scores came against? Good passing teams. His passing, his pro football focused score against Maryland and his pro football score against Wake uh, Wake Forest were really bad. He had good score. Like the only good scores that Melton had all year were against Temple in the opener. And Syracuse in game, in week two. And neither like Syracuse's offense, as we saw last year, was predicated on the ability to run the football. He didn't have to do all that much because Syracuse couldn't throw the football. Same thing with Temple. So my thought here when I look at the matchup, I look at a kid who is talented, but it you need an elite cornerback to slow down Zay Flowers. You need to get a guy out there that can absolutely take him out on an Island. And I don't think Max Melton is that guy. He's good. He's going to become a very good cornerback, but is he good enough to stop an electric playmaker like Zay? I don't think so. So I think those big plays to Zay flowers are going to be there. The BC is going to be able to move the ball with some explosives to their big wide receiver. And if they can do that, I think they're going to dictate the pace of this game. I think that when you're looking at a team like Rutgers, and we'll get into it in a minute, they're going to need big plays themselves. Because if you're going to go toe-to-toe with a BC, with a quarterback like Phil Dracovic and a wide receiver like Zay Flowers, you need to be able to throw the ball. And I think at the end of the day, BC is going to be able to throw this football. Like, I, I, I hear the Rutgers fans saying over and over again that BC's not going to be able to throw the football. You know, they may have a mistake here. You know, Jakovic has in the past. He's made a few bad decisions. But I still think when you look at the end of the day, BC is going to be able to move the football both on the ground and in the air, and that they don't have enough to slow down Zay Flowers. And if and as as I've said on this podcast multiple times, okay, so if Melton can't stop him himself, what does that mean, Wake Forest? I mean, what does that mean Rutgers has to do here? That means they have to go on an island and put out some safety help out there. And what does that do? That leaves things open up the middle for guys like George Takis or Jalen Gill or Jaden Williams. Those plays will be there. So, yeah, you may not be able to – you may be able to figure something out to slow Zay down, but at the expense of other positions. And if you lose those other positions and the, the integrity of your defense, if if Dracovic can stand back there and throw the football to some of these other guys, then they're going to pick apart this defense because then what do you do? Do you get beat by the home run ball by, with with Flowers back there or – do you get picked apart by some of the other, like you know, wide receiver two through four on the tight end? So, I just don't see Rutgers having an answer to him. I just don't see it on this roster. Now, you tell me the same question when they play Clemson or Notre Dame. Uh, you know, some of these teams that have, you know, even even Syracuse with Garrett Williams, a very very good cornerback. I could see them shutting him down or or slowing him down. But I, I don't see Rutgers doing it. I don't think they have enough there. You have a, you know, Max Melton's grades, he, his total grade last year as a true freshman was a 63.2. Or sorry, as a sophomore, is a 63.2. You know, compare that to like a Josh DeBerry who's w- much higher than him. And, you know, all the talk about him being an elite cornerback or a strong cornerback, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see it. Yet you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't have it. He's he's strongest against the run. His his coverage grade is a sixty point eight. Okay, so I'm not I'm not bashing Rutgers here. This this po- the point of this episode is not to troll Rutgers fans. It's not to troll you know the the listeners of this because believe me, I've talked about Rutgers for a couple of weeks now, and every time I bring him up, my my comment section blows up with Rutgers fans saying everything that I say is wrong, and I don't know what I'm talking about. I am pulling out stats here, folks. I am pulling out uh, concrete examples of why I think what I think here. It's not just me guessing and gaming here, folks. This is not me just being a BC blowhard. Look at the pro football focus. Look at the teams that Rutgers played last year. And look at what Zay Flowers can do when he has a healthy Phil Dracovic. Rutgers didn't play many guys like Zay Flowers last year. This will be a tough challenge for them, and I think BC could take advantage of that. In a moment, I'm going to give you another reason why I think BC should win this game easily. And I'll give you another one. I have two more, and the next one I think is going to be a really fun one to talk about. But first of all, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Hey, do you agree with me here? Do you think BC's an easy win at seven and a half? Then go over to Bet Online. You can get that odds right now. Or if you say, hey, AJ, you're full of it. you you don't know what you're talking about. Well, go to bet online and you can you can tell me that I'm wrong by by putting some money where, where your mouth is, right? So BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live, in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Locked on Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black, and we are now on today, Tuesday. Today is Jeff Halfley's Rutgers Press Conference. We also get the depth chart. Which we will talk about on Wednesday's show. We'll dive into any surprises, any shockers, or anything else. You know, you know, if there's nothing really to talk about, it might be a quick conversation. But the depth chart is always a fun one to talk about. So you're gonna to want to make sure you hit tomorrow's episode up on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So first segment, I talked about why Zay Flowers should easily be able to get some yards against Max Melton, and that it's not a cha- not the challenge that Rutgers fans have made it out to be. Now, in our second segment, I'm going to tell you another reason why I think Boston College will win this. And it has to do with something that um, Mitch Wolf brought up on Monday's show, which is their quarterback situation. Now, on Monday, we got a little bit of breaking news here where um, Greg Shiano was very noncommittal on which quarterback he's going to start. Now, there's Noah Vedral and Gavin Wimsat, who are both quarterbacks that could play. He could play button. He could play either. I think that's the smartest move that Greg Shiano could make here because it does make Jeff Halfley have to game plan for both quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, you have a quarterback and Noah of a Vedral, excuse me, that I don't see as anywhere in the same ballpark as Phil Dracovic. If you look at his stats from last year, if you pull up what Vedral did, I don't see him as being uh, much of a challenge for Boston College's defense, especially that secondary. When you look at what you have back there with Josh DeBerry and Jaden Woodbay and in Elijah Jones, I, I you you look at what Vedral was able to do last year. You know he was he had a passing grade of fifty five point seven, and a run, but he's a runner, and that's going to be the biggest challenge for BC this year is running quarterbacks. It was a challenge for them last year. It's going to be a challenge for them this year. And that being said, if it's a one dimensional rush running quarterback, that's very different than maybe what Lamar Jackson, not Lamar Jackson, excuse me, Malik Cunningham can do because if a draw can't pass, you do what you do against running teams that can't throw you you stack the box, you put extra guys to spy him, you can you can set up your defense to stop that. And I think that's what BC needs to do here with Vidral. And that's a, a different it's a different thing for for Wimsat. Wimsat is he's I feel like Wimsat has a higher um he has a higher ceiling than Vidral, but his grades last year were terrible. But again, he was a true freshman. So how do you grade that? Right? He had a a, a passing grade of 27.9. And again, he's mobile. So that begs the question, is Rutgers so one dimensional that you can just cheat and take away what they do? You do the Bill Belichick thing where you say, okay, I'm not going to allow you to run the ball. Try to beat me in the air. If you do that, you win this game and i think bc has enough talent in that secondary to do just that you don't need to do anything complex in the back half you stick josh deberry on taj harris and you 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 put you know you put your second best corner if it's cj burton or elijah jones on their second best wide receiver and you call it a day because if they can't beat you through the air then why 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 even respect it just go sell out for the run and let your guys do do what they need to do on the back half I think BC can do that. I think, I think um, that BC has that talent in that secondary to make Rutgers life. Heck, I, I, I see um, turnovers in this game. I think this is going to be a, a, a a statement game for this defense. I think this will be a game where the defense really does show up and does some things to, to Rutgers that really causes confusion, causes pressure, but also causes turnovers. And I think that'll be a big key here. So at the end of the day, when you just, when you just line up the two quarterbacks and you line up the offensive weapons between BC and Rutgers, it's not even close, right? You have a inexperienced red shirt freshman. That's played like a game and a half and a kid uh, Vedral. Who's not, who I would put probably near the bottom of the big 10, against Phil Dracovic, who, if you're going to use last year's comparison is, it, which is complete bogus. You can't do that. But what he's healthy is one of the top court, one of the you know top three or four quarterbacks in the ACC. That's, 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 that is advantage Boston college all the time. And that's not me being a hog. That's just me being real here folks. Right? So I, I like that as another reason why BC is going to win this game. And Um, but I, I do respect what, what Shiano is doing here because yeah, it's not going to make a huge, huge difference, but you do whatever you can do to win games and you, you make life as hard as you can for your opposition. So he's, he's looking at his old, you know, defensive backs coach and saying, I'm going to make this hard. You're going to have to deal with two different quarterbacks. We could put in one at any time and good luck trying to figure that out. I am um, that that is the best that, you know, when you have two guys that are not the best options, that's what you got to do. You got to try to see if you can, you can do a little bit of magic and uh, trickery to see if you can win a game. Now in our final segment, I'm going to give you two weaknesses between the teams, but a reason why I think BC's weakness isn't as bad as, as Rutgers. All that in just a moment. Locked on Boston college, AJ black here. So we're talking about why I think Boston College is going to win against uh, Rutgers on Saturday. Again, this is a 12 o'clock start for the B.C. Eagles. They head on uh They're, they're in their own backyard at, at Chestnut Hill. It's a Labor Day weekend game um, and a big one. Uh, this is the first big game, I think. I mean, it feels like since Virginia Tech in 2018, where the Eagles actually have a like a decent matchup to start the season. And that's awesome. I th- I love that feeling. I do wish this was the one season that they did have Maine to start it off just so you could figure out what they have on offensive line and get some of those wiggles out, but it is what it is, right? So going into this game, obviously the big question mark for the Eagles has to be the offensive line. You have five new starting offensive linemen. None of them are returners and they have, I think what was the stat? Like 136 snaps between all of them. A big question mark. And you talk to Rutgers folks and you read the fans and, and the internet commenters. That's all they talk about. Whoa, Boston College has no offensive line, so they're going to lose. Folks, don't get it twisted. Okay. Rutgers has a poor offensive line as well their offensive line is a patchwork of transfers and, and, and fresh new faces too. So these guys are not, it's not like they're just bringing it, you know, they're coming in with three or four returners and two, two new guys. I mean, their whole offensive line, I believe all, all, but maybe one are, are, are new faces. The big thing for me, when I look at this, there's two factors about the offensive line and why I, I give the edge to BC here. First of all, we talk about BC not having an offensive line, but they have talent there. These, it's not like they're throwing out three stars or, or kids that were uh, under-recruited and trying to hope that they could teach them up. It's not like you threw Elijah Krasinovic out there who just learned the football like two years ago. you got Ozzy Trapillo, a kid that's 6'8". A potential, you know, as I've said before, scouts have said this is a kid that has the potential to become a first-round NFL draft pick. He gets, he gets his shot. Now he's been there before he's played a little bit and he's, you know, he's had his snaps and now he's gets to play drew Kendall four-star recruit at center. He's, you know, a lot of excitement about him. You get Finn Dursting four-star recruit. Hasn't had a chance to play. He's got a chip on his shoulder. And then you have the question marks around him. Like, you know, Jack Conley, is he, where is he going to play? And what, what about that other guard position? But as you see, The Eagles have some talent there. It's not like we're saying that they're going in and all the guys that are playing are, are, are huge liabilities. That's not it at all. These guys have the potential. And I like that. That being said, Rutgers, they have some guys that have played too. So it's not like they're, they're brand new, but they're new to a new system. They're new to a new offense. That's a, that's a, that's a change. The other piece that I think is important about the offensive lines and why I give the edge to BC is I think BC's uh defensive line is going to play better than Rutgers. I like what BC has uh potential up front. You know, when you look at the sacks, BC's didn't BC didn't do very well last year. Obviously, um it was a big concern uh you know, they were 92nd in the country. Rutgers was 31st. That's pretty good. Again, they played against poor offense, you know, poor passing defense, poor off passing offenses though. You know, I like where Chabuzi and Wuka is going to bring for this defense. I think that will cause some problems. I let, you know, Rutgers has also graduated some of their defensive line and the guys that came up through their team that were, you know, leaders in sacks, um, you know their second leading sack guy, their third, fourth leading sack, sixth leading sacks, all gone. BC's bringing back almost their entire sack production and bringing in new guys too. So, you know, again, this is a little bit of me being a, a honk here, but I'm going to say that BC has a little bit of an edge here. So this is where I'm at. This is this is this is my comments on the seven and a half point spread. I, you know, on yesterday's show, Mitch. He had BC winning by 21, and the more that I sit with it, the more that I like BC's matchup here. It's a home game. It's you know a very talented, multi-dimensional BC offense against a Rutgers offense that hasn't produced. And you know, as I said, their strengths. I just showed you why I think BC may have an edge there because I don't think you know you you stop a guy like Zay Flowers. So. That's my thoughts. Now Rutgers fans who have all found my podcast, you can go into my comment section and tell me why I'm stupid. I'm okay with that. This is my this is my podcast. This is what I have to say, okay? So thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at ajblack_bc underscore BC and follow us on YouTube if you're not already doing so. Go to Locked On Boston College, hit that subscribe button, and give us a follow. Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. Take care.